Welcome to Riley on Film. I'm your host, Damian Riley. You can find out more and subscribe for free always at RileyOnFilm.com. Now, on with the show. Please listen carefully. One great show that I have watched is The Flooded Tombs of the Nile. It's on National Geographic, which you can get on Disney+, Plus, as well as some other mainstream apps that carry the National Geographic. I know, I think, but no, never mind, I was going to say PBS, but I think, I don't know that they have the National Geographic, because they do their own Nova show since the 70s. And uh, anything else that might be covered by National Geographic, they probably get uh, through their own means. But I'm not sure of that. Anyway, uh, going on and on. It's on National Geographic. Everybody knows that brand. They do a great job. And in this one, it's a documentary, not a movie. But Well, it's a movie, but it's it doesn't have a script. There you go. Unscripted. Reality TV. There you go. But it's more like a documentary that they once called documentaries before reality TV. And they're on a dig. And the excitement in archaeology is the dig. And then afterwards, of course, talking about it is, is years and years. But that dig only lasts for a certain amount of time. And that's where you get all the stories and such. I'm kind of fond of the dig because I went on several digs. When I was a younger guy, about eight years old, my mom was a docent at the local library and found her way into some digs here in Southern California. And I remember dusting off trilobites and finding old bones. We didn't find anything like a skull or anything like a mummy, but we found a lot of really cool stuff and it was a super awesome experience. It's stuff like that. I just eternally love my mother. She, she always took us into the science of things. I don't know if I shared before in an earlier episode, I think I did, but just in a very short sentence, that I'm really enjoying King Tut and learning all about King Tut. What an amazing life he had that we've still to this day, we're learning more and more about this, I believe, 4,000 old king, 4,000 year old king that they discovered his treasures in the 70s. Uh, actually, Howard Carter discovered it in 1922, but I know in the 70s, they were really going crazy having it go from museum to museum to museum and exhibit to exhibit to exhibit, and my mother once again, and my father, I should mention him too, they took me to Los Angeles uh, with all the other kids in the family, I'm the first of four, so we have four kids, and we went and saw it in Los Angeles. And I was looking right with my nose to the glass at King Tut and the gold items. It just glistened with gold in there. So I've been watching just about everything I could watch about King Tut. And I feel like I've almost exhausted every show there is about King Tut. And then I find another one. And then I find another one. Maybe they're not that good, but I'm just really hooked on it. Really interesting. Interesting figure of history. And what's even more interesting is how we've pieced together the history without anything in a book or anything on the internet. We just dug up relics and and very intelligent people who are dedicated to what they do. 
archaeologists uh, put together the story of King Tut, and now we have it today. He became king when he was nine years old, and he mysteriously died of an unknown disease, we think. We don't think he was poisoned at age 19. So it was a 10-year reign as king, but he was, I'm sorry, as pharaoh, not king, but he was beloved, beloved by his people, and you can see in the way they buried him. But back to this show that I really enjoyed. It's a miniseries, and it's called The Flooded Tombs of the Nile. You can get it through National Geographic or other means, as we talked about earlier. And I think Flooded Tombs of the Nile, to me, was so amazing. At the first, it's kind of slow, and I didn't really buy it. And the head, the leader of the thing, looked a little too young to me (laughs) to be telling me about these incredible tens of thousands of them. 4,000 years ago things. So, right away I was judging, which is bad. You should judge nothing in movies. You should judge nothing in life. But more of that later. At any rate, this leader takes these people, and they are amazing people. You, You feel like you're among them. Not just watching them on a screen, but that you're among them on the dig. But this is not just a dig. This particular tomb is flooded by the Nile. So they are so sure that there's something down there, they're willing to go down there in surface-provided oxygen, so they don't have tanks on their backs to get in their way, and so they're basically breathing through these tubes. Seemed to be pretty comfortable doing it, nobody got, you know, choked or anything like that, at least on camera. So it's kind of exciting just to go down there with them and see what they're seeing, and as they're finding it, they're showing it to us. So it's just really incredible. So it kind of, and they do find some cool stuff. So it's sort of combining the King Tut fascination with water and, and people that are so dedicated to history and finding out these silent fossils and such and artifacts. They're willing to go down there really and risk their lives, but more risk their comfort. It doesn't look very comfortable what they're doing. <laughs> but, uh, they sure do come up with some great stuff. So that's the most recent thing I've seen that I really, really like. There's another one called Egypt's Treasure Gardens. And that one is National Graphic also. Really amazing because you get to see there's two women in it that are so dedicated to what they do. And it really, I mean, they're younger. They're like in their 30s, maybe even 20s. But it still speaks to me, an older guy, because I just think to myself, I what am I dedicated to? You know, what is it that I nothing could, could keep me away? Uh, at one point, they, they say, you have to get up at 5 a.m. every morning. How's that? He says, yeah, but I get to get up at 5 a.m. every morning to do the thing that I was born to do. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. I, those aren't her exact words, but it's definitely that's what it spoke to me. There's also a good one uh, on Disney Plus called uh, The Lost Temple of the Inca. The Inca and the Mayans are amazing because they're connected to Hispanic culture in Spain and Mexico. The Mayans are, are from uh, down toward Mexico. But they did do human sacrifice. So it's interesting to kind of learn about the artifacts there and see what was going on. And I think they do find a spot where they actually did perform human sacrifices and all the bones are there. And it's like, wow. 
the evil that men do. But is it innocent? So, a little update on me. I think the thing that I'm learning more than anything in the last week even, but certainly a while back I started learning it, but in the last week I've really seen the power of meditation in communing with your true self. This is something that has taken me from a place of sadness and depression about my separation and impending divorce to to a place where I'm totally open to the potential of what there is to be. And the only being thing I don't I don't I don't know that God has as much interest in it, but the only thing that can guide me there to the place where I'm truly in the place of potentiality all the time is through myself. Now, God is all around me. He's everything. I just turned my head as I'm talking to you. That was in unison with the universe. To me, that that's where God hangs out. Either watching all that happen or making it all happen, I don't know. But I do know choice and what that is, and I know that I can choose things. So these are kind of the things that I've been thinking about lately, and I know I haven't really put anything out for a long time, because frankly I went through the valley there for a little bit. It was hard to do anything, much less record something. So I've thrown a couple in there, I think, since I separated from my wife physically. I live in a different place, what I mean by that. And it's had its challenges. Parenting has new challenges. We have a 14 and a 16 year old and a 22 year old, but he's, we're still parenting him, of course, but he's no longer living with us, so, or apart with us. I have to learn all these new words, too. But I'm doing great because of meditation and because of just shutting up, listening, and communing inward with the self. And I think that, for me, has been the best thing I've ever learned in my life. And I've just learned it fairly recently. So there is hope for getting old, I guess. Anyway, I will definitely see you next time. I'm glad you're on board. And uh, keep in touch if you want. Bye. Thank you for listening to Riley on Film. I'm your host, Damian Riley. You can find out more and subscribe always for free at RileyOnFilm.com. Now, have a great day.